And we are back. We've been away for a while. I hope you missed us. And we're back now each week for Divorce TV Show. I've got the usual fantastic array of guests. We're starting off with our expert today, Susan Cowmiller. Susan is a tra- trained in counselling, but Susan uses other tools, which is going to tell us more about. And they're really fascinating tools too. We've got a shared story with Kimberly Ovetz, who, who's written a book shared with shared stories of those to do with divorce you'll you'll see when we get there and also healing with tina slade who's going to do some quantum healing with us at the end but first we are of course we're going to round up with the latest divorce news we're going to start with a wonderful story in the louiseville courier journal You won't believe this, right? Kentucky couple was denied a divorce for being too nice to each other in court. This is not a joke. Douglas and Nicole Potts both wanted a divorce. They swore under oath their marriage was irreparably broken, but a judge has refused to grant them a decree. The reason, she said, was the couple was too nice to each other in court. In a decision condemned by divorce lawyers, Bullitt Family Court Judge Monica Meredith at least temporarily declined to dissolve the Potts' 13-year marriage, which both insist can't be salvaged. In an August 23rd order, continuing the case and suggesting the couple undergo counselling, Meredith observed they were respectful and courteous towards one another and both held themselves in dignified and mature composure. Meredith, who was elected to family court in 2018, said divorce court does not typically bring that demeanour out in its participants. No kidding. But in interviews and emails, a half dozen family lawyers said Meredith's order was inappropriate, unlawful and ridiculous. Family lawyer Elizabeth Howell said it is bad public policy to incentivise parties to have a messy or acrimonious divorce merely to prove their marriage is broken. It sends a terrible message to litigants. You are better served by acting like a petulant child in court than by acting mature, said Louisville attorney Hal Helmers, who wasn't involved in this case. 99% of divorce lawyers agree with the above, and we can never agree on anything, Helmers said in an email. Bullitt Family Court Judge Monica Meredith ordered both to file affidavits, saying if they participated openly and honestly in counselling to determine whether reconciliation of the marriage is achievable and whether the party is willing to continue in counselling. Meredith noted both spouses worked together extraordinarily well historically and have continued to do so, for the most part, as regards their child. They have one child, a daughter, who is nine, which is probably why they're making such an effort to get on. Meredith also ordered both sides to refrain, this is great, from introducing their daughter to anyone they are dating or talk to her about that until the divorce is filed. Moreover, she said if they are dating, contact between the child and the dating interest shall cease. Douglas Potts attorney Dorothy Ripka said Meredith misconstrued their maturity and civility as co-parents for a desire to reconcile their marriage. Nicole's attorney, Sidney Veek, said the court should have accepted the numerous sworn statements from both sides that the marriage was finished. There was nothing left to save in this situation, she said. Her client had requested permission to move to another state, further proof their union was over. 
I believe the Bullitt Family Court judge's order in this case was inappropriate and not supported by Kentucky law, Veek said. Veek called the portion of Meredith's order on dating restrictions a completely unacceptable exercise of judicial power. If the court were authorised to project its own judgement upon issues not before it, everyone should be concerned, Veek said. Where does the limit end? Divorce lawyers unconnected to the case say the judge in effect punished the Potses for acting reasonably and required them to spend more money and pursuing their right to have their marriage dissolve. Another family lawyer, Louise Waterman, said, I would not substitute my judgment for two adults who want to get divorced. What do you think? Feel free to share in the comments. This is a tricky one. What happens to frozen embryos after divorce? Frozen embryos can be a byproduct of couples trying to conceive using artificial reproductive technology. Embryos may be left over after previous treatments and what happens to unused genetic material will be life altering. Your doctor's office may have had you and your spouse sign an agreement. I would have thought they should always get you to sign an agreement before beginning in vitro fertilization to specify what would happen to any frozen embryos if you were to divorce. Typical choices include having them destroyed or donated to medical research or to a third party. Some couples have elected to allow one spouse to decide later. The feelings you may have had about the issue when you sign the contract as a happy couple may be different from the feelings you have upon divorcing. Worse, you may not have realised the contract you signed was legally binding. The issue can be especially complex if either spouse has become infertile due to cancer treatment, for example, and the frozen embryos are their only chance to have a biological child, but the other spouse does not want to have a child or another child where they're soon to be ex. The other spouse could be saddled with unwanted parental rights and responsibilities such as providing child support. A 2020 court decision in the Arizona Supreme Court ruled that an infertile divorced woman could not use her frozen embryos because her ex-husband did not want to have a child with her, citing his part in his part his liability for child support under Arizona law, according to a report by NBC News. A court may uphold that contract, even if it specifies that the embryos be destroyed against an infertile spouse's wishes, according to a 2021 report in the New York Times. However, a court may also rule that state law supersedes a fertility contract. In Arizona, the courts will award the embryos to the party most likely to use them to create life, assuming a fertility contract was signed after the state's new law passed in late 2019. So uh, if, again, if you've had anything like that, do please share in the comments. It's really tricky stuff and I don't think there's any right or wrong, but it is things. This is stuff that you, people really need to think about carefully before they uh, sign anything. But make sure they at least have some kind of an agreement in place. And last but not least, just when you thought you could get away from it all... It's Brexit. UK's role in divorce litigation will be hit by EU dispute, says lawyers. Brussels opposition, according to the FT, to Britain's attempt to join the Lugano Convention could add uncertainty to family breakups. A European Commission plan to block the UK from joining an international legal cooperation agreement after Brexit will inflict serious complications on divorce settlements and child maintenance awards, lawyers have warned. 
Russell said last month the UK should not be allowed to join the 2007 Lugano Convention, an agreement that determines which countries' courts have a jurisdiction over cross-border civil and commercial disputes and ensures that the resulting judgments can be enforced abroad. The recommendation by the Commission to prevent UK accession after Brexit was seen as an attempt to erode London's position as a global centre for commercial dispute resolution. But lawyers said it would now bring painful and costly legal uncertainty to family breakups. Rachel Kelsey, president of the European chapter of the International Academy of Family Lawyers, urged the Commission to reconsider its position for the sake of millions of EU and UK citizens with family relationships that straddle the English Channel. A year ago, we could say with total confidence and clarity, this court has jurisdiction, this is how long a case will take and this is the cost ballpark. But now that is no longer the case, she said. We need to put politics aside and recognise that there are millions of EU and UK citizens who are going to be prejudiced if we don't end up with a better set of harmonised rules, said Kelsey. And on that note, if you are in that situation of having a cross-channel divorce, you definitely need to get your ducks in a row and get information. Do please get in touch through the free Best Way to Divorce app, come and talk to us and keep yourself out of court because when you go to court things can get very confusing. My first uh, expert guest today is Susan Carmilla who's a, a health coach and uh, so prepare to learn some very interesting things about how to de-stress and prevent or resolve chronic illnesses in ways that you might not have tried before. Welcome, Susan. Hi. So let's start with, should we start with something very sort of simple and practical? Uh, one mm -hmm. of the things I often recommend to people when I'm talking to them uh, is to, if they're worried about, let's say going into mediation or worried about conversations they're going to have and their stress levels are rising, they might not be able to sort of pop off to have a counselling session, but you, you've got a much quicker fix for, for that, haven't you? Perhaps you can, let's start with talking about talking about the quick fix well the, i work with eft the, the tapping uh, technique which is used to relieve stress reduce stress manage stress uh, get rid of stress and anxiety and confidence issues so this as a quick fix the tapping on the energy channels of the body specific acupuncture areas helps one to feel in control very quickly it might be a quick fix but it's a very very effective quick fix i'm not talking deep healing because a deep healing is an extremely wonderful tool but it's certainly much quicker than i mean i have a counseling background it's it's not a speaking therapy it's an energy releasing therapy and it's something that you can teach your children as well so it, it's not just for oh absolutely and it's good thing i used to be a teacher before uh, my life went haywire and i needed to figure out how i was going to feel better etc and it's wonderful it's used in schools now in a lot of cases which is absolutely fantastic because the younger someone addresses a fear or a particular stress and releases it 
it's not held within the body. So if you can do that at eight-year-old or six-year-old rather than 36 or 66, you know, your quid's in. So let's talk about that whole held in the body because that's something I used to have no idea about. Um, but then my own journey discovered that all that stress, that trauma, because I didn't release it, it definitely came back to bite me. So that takes us in more into the, the deeper healing. And is that the is that where matrix reimprinting comes in? Um, not as such, because the matrix reimprinting. We start with the tapping, but very quickly we can go into our own own issues that have caused us to need to find techniques to reduce our stress. So the matrix re-imprinting is used very quickly within a, a stress relieving or an investigation to, to find out what anxieties are heightened. Uh, the matrix re-imprinting is, we, we jump straight into that. It, it's an extension of EFT. And you can visualize, for example, if you were going to be going into a mediation or you were in a state of absolute overwhelm, you know, when, when you're working with someone, guiding you to briefly sense the reduction in stress, you can immediately take yourself off. I immediately close my eyes and I'm flapping my hands, sorry. Uh, you immediately take yourself off and you can see yourself in the scenario and you can work about how you want to feel during this. It is within your capabilities of empowering yourself at a level you wouldn't believe. Is it almost like uh, tapping, just to keep it simple for, for me, um, tapping is a great uh, immediate way to, to alter the way you react to things and the matrix re-imprinting allows you to, at a deeper level, alter those ongoing so you don't need to do the, the, the quick fixes anymore. That's right. It, the, the tapping is used to find out and reduce stress levels. I must put my hands in my lap. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to get my head around. Well, I'm actually, I'll tell you... Myself. What would be great is because you know you've you've discovered yeah it's not like you got up one morning and decided to, to learn all this um, mm. as you said you've really did counselling you had a career in teaching so what was it that drew you to this and have you used it in your own life? Oh, I used it in my own life because when my marriage ended badly with divorce and death all involved, um, the the trauma was enormous, the stress was enormous, the the overwhelm, the feelings of, or disbelief, and then you then you shut down. You know, you, I'm not talking about depression. I'm talking about you. You block these things, so they're 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 held at a cellular level in the body. And there I go again. Uh, so they're held in the body, but they can be released. And I, I discovered Reiki, but then I discovered EFT, and it's an energy therapy. I also had gone, had learned, had done very, very many levels of counselling, but that, to me, I mean, I, I'm, it's a speaking therapy. It's figuring out your answers. It's long potential pauses of silence, whereas the energy work, straight in there, one can feel really much better, much quicker, instantly, quick fix 
to a degree, but potentially the, the, the empowerment that's felt when you have reduced, when you've cleared, when you've dropped those anxieties and the fears and the overwhelm are, are, are enormous. They're substantial. You know, so having really. so having discovered that it helps you with your your overwhelm, how did you how can you give us some examples uh, that are relevant to anyone in a, a divorce or or the stress of co-parenting, especially if they've got a very difficult co-parent to, to to navigate? How give us some examples of how these techniques have really helped them in in sort of specific ways for people who who are in a state of for example, the divorce procedure with what's going on, all the different things that would appear to have priority, finance uh, and, the, and the legal side. You know, if you are not able to become relatively confident, collected, um, in control, then then the process is going to be extremely traumatic. And further down the line, when things are getting sorted, your body, your physical body kicks in. So, so it's essential that you manage to the very best of your ability. When, when I was in this situation, you know, I was fairly blinkered. I decided I was going down a route of divorce. And I now know that the stresses and the and the determination and the and the fixed thoughts and emotions and beliefs that I was justified in doing what I was doing came back and bit me at a physical level because the body holds on to it. So managing stress is essential. I hope that has some and and if you can manage that, if you can plan things and have tools to use as you're going through the finances, which might be deeply distressing the legal things which are deeply distressing. If you have tools and techniques and can use visualization and and uh, also meditation, but have this tool, for example, tapping, which you can use for five minutes, 10 minutes daily, and you, the, the results that you can sense straight away are enormous and, can, and you'll see that they're only beneficial to manage this these emotions as you deal with divorce. So all the uh, attendees who are getting in at the moment for the next um, Divorcing a Difficult Spouse workshop, and I'm saying to them, you go and talk to the financial mm. planner and look at the worst case scenario. And I know that's hard, but it, it, you know, you've got to look at all the options and do the numbers because sometimes it's less scary. And I'm thinking in my head, what I'm asking of them is so massive. But so uh, if I'm saying to them, go and have a session with Susan first and you'll find it's so much easier to look at those uh, different scenarios and be able to stand back and be less emotionally basically petrified by them um, and that it doesn't you know, it, there is a way to do that that's fantastic and yeah. that's what and that helps you can you give an example a specific example of how it helps you a specific example of how I know it helped me is that I can catch my breath when I'm about to or was about to veer off in a, a direction which wasn't going to serve me or serve anything I was wanting to do. It's, it's, it's understanding that your, your behaviour, your emotional responses 
are not serving the result that you wish and hope to have. And that's all I can repeat and say is it's it's something that people overlook until afterwards as I'll deal with that afterwards. If you can manage your, your, it also opens opportunities to see different opportunities that are coming when you, when you're in a clearer state rather than, than panic and overload. I think you can become your own uh, worst enemy. And I certainly have that experience talking to people sometimes and you, you, <laughs> you just think, Oh my goodness. And I'm, they are, they're, they're so stressed that they're making assumptions well, that are, are so damaging and then uh, you yeah, know, and it's crazy okay so yeah no that very much resonates uh, with me and certainly in my own life as well thank you very much susan and i look forward to you coming on again soon to do one of your your lovely healings will do thanks a lot thank you bye-bye then bye Lovely, fascinating stuff. And it's like many things, you need to give it a try to uh, have a look. So if you, um, I have got, uh, it's the last, I'll be doing this year of the uh, Divorcing a Difficult Spouse workshops. And part of the ticket prize is you get a complimentary session with all of the experts. And one of those experts is Susan. Now, we're going to have an, a different kind of masterclass. I'm not going to be doing any teaching. I'm just going to be showing you a video I made at a film school recently just to, uh, it was a beautiful poem. It's one I share in my TEDx and I came across it the other day and I thought it would be appropriate to put it on here. So this is for all of you who are considering or in the middle of dealing with the co-parenting, dealing with divorce and in danger of using the children as weapons. Our marriage, our marriage is spiralling, spinning beyond our control and we have wounded each other. Love lost, vow broken, ring thrown. First, we use silence as weapons. Then we used words and then fists. The arms race was swift and impressive. Our hands are now empty. They twist in the dust. We have thrown everything away but our anger. And still we have to keep fighting. But there is one thing we can do together. Let's use the children as infantry. Let's use the children as spies. Let's bring them up with the director's cut, with spin and with spite and with lies. Let's use the children as weapons. Let's use the children as snares. There'll be plenty more years of reprisals if we make our unhappiness theirs. Are you going to sky?
what's your message um, as somebody who's 13 to parents who are going through family breakup with regard to two Christmases in the future? With regard to Christmases? Break up right, please don't fight. And what does that mean? It means break up without fighting loads and still be friends. So you can spend Christmas together and not annoy your kids. Cut. Are you going to Scarborough This makes me literally cry when I hear that poem. And that is an ideal intro, in fact, to my next guest, Kimberly. And we're going to be talking about shared stories. And welcome, Kimberly, to the show. And you tell everyone. You've written an amazing book, haven't you? So tell everyone who doesn't already know you what it is you've written and the story that you're going to share with us today. Okay. Well, I am a divorced parent, so I know the struggle that that journey involves and how it affects the children. But when I was researching on um, what kind of books were out there to help parents throughout that time, I didn't find anything that gave the viewpoint of the child, so I decided to do that. And I interviewed uh, 10 different children of divorce. Um, nine of them are adult children. So they're reflecting back on that time in their lives when their parents divorced and how that has impacted their lives throughout their life up until the time you know I spoke to them. So today I was gonna tell you a little bit about Noah who was nine years old when his parents decided to divorce and their decision of joint physical custody between of him and his three-year-old sister resulted in the children shuffling back and forth from home to home on a regular basis every single week. And this unstructured lifestyle coupled with his mother's <laughs> kind of irresponsible parenting style resulted in a lack of stability for Noah, which still affects him today. And um, and through that story, so you, you set out, there's something that I know, I think a lot of us as co-parents will recognize <laughs> we're not always doing the job as perfectly as we as we might. So how did that story uh, pan out for, for Noah? Um, unfortunately, his relationship with his mother has never improved. She, um, Later on in life, he found out from his father, who didn't share it at the time of the divorce, but his mother had a bipolar um, disease. And so whenever he was spending time with her, which he chose to do a lot because she gave him free reign, you know, he had TV, he had video games, you know, that was the fun environment. But 
On the other hand, he was also put in what they call parentification role, where the parent puts the responsibility on the child to not only raise themselves and his sister, but also to help her. So time and again, he was put in situations where he was just not emotionally or um, mature or, or evolved enough to even understand what was going on, and yet he was expected to fix it. So he said he still gets angry about that today, and he's you know he's joined support groups to help him work through that anger. But his father, who you know was the more structured one and provided him, you know, um, the role model he needed. Um, their relationship is wonderful. So. So it, it, and I think, thank goodness, when you have two parents, whether or not they're together, it's it, if one of them is struggling, and mental illness is is such a big issue for yes. so many. If if just one of you can stay and be the rock, yes, that is and, you know is a lifesaver for those those uh, children. So, would you say the kind of not the moral of the story, but the the typical outcome? Uh, and Noah's an example of this is that. He hasn't because he has an awareness of this. He's able to seek support for those some of the consequences because there are consequences to him. But at the end of the day, he he does also have this solid relationship with his father. So it's it's not as bad as it could have been for him. Oh, definitely, and he really treasures that relationship with his father. And even though when he was growing up, he didn't you know necessarily like the rules and regulations and making him do his homework and go to school, he now appreciates so much you know that his father instilled that in him while his mother was you know the total extreme opposite end of the spectrum. And he himself is now a father, which he. He ex- expresses as the you know one of the most joyful events of his life, and he uses his his father as a role model. So yeah, he really he came out of a difficult situation, but he made the best of it. And he's trying to be the best parent he can with his wife to their daughter. Brilliant. That's a, a positive, a beautiful story, and and ultimately. It's fair to say for any parents who are listening for this, um, it, it is hard to be the one who's setting the rules and the putting in the boundaries. Yeah. But you know, be reassured, ultimately, it's the best thing for your children. Yes. Uh, don't let them run wild just so that you'll be popular. And that's hard. That's very hard for the non-resident parent because it, they want to be Santa Claus every day. But actually, yeah. it's offers, you know it's not helping their relationship with their children. Often, it's much better when the parents can cooperate and work together and be a uh, be a force together i think the children um during this time of divorce and and afterwards they need that structure all the more because they're you know what what was their stability was the home and and their parents and their role models and now all of that has been taken away because noah's parents had to sell their their family home because of finance financial reasons. So he lost the family home as well as, you know, the the role model of what a family is. And so he wasn't ever spending time in his childhood home. He was always going from one environment to another and they were so extreme. It, it was a difficult situation for him. So you have to try, <clears throat> parents have to try and set up lifestyles that kind of are similar to each household, which makes the transition of going from one home to the other so much better for the child. So we we all need to remember that for their sake. 
brilliant great advice um kimberly thank you and i look forward to having you back on the show soon well i look forward to being here thank you susie and coming to uh, co-parenting plans, which is the, the very thing that really does help you put in those boundaries for you as parents, as co-parents. It's how are you going to do this unless you're prepared to commit to some kind of, of, of something that's beyond just your diary. So within the free to download Best Way to Divorce app, bestwaytodivorce.online will take you straight there on any phone. If you go into the um, into the, the welcome pack, which you'll be able to find in there, you will find um, you'll find a area called co-parenting resources, and in there there is Split Smart, which is a template for a co-parenting plan, and it's ideal. It's actually created by uh, someone who, who's, a, I'm going to get him back soon as well, a, a guest who's been a guest on the show and he had a very, very difficult divorce with a very, very difficult co-parent and that's why he made this software. So don't think it's there for people who are already getting on. It's, just, it's definitely a good idea if you're not getting on, even more reason to use it. So if you can't find it or you want any help with it, uh, when you download the app, just message me uh, from the free support group, you'll see, and uh, and I'll be able to show you where it is. Now, we're coming to the healing. So get comfortable, breathe, relax, and we're gonna do something special. And we're going to introduce here Tina Slade, who is going to do some quantum healing. Have I got that right? You have, Susie. So thank you so much for allowing me on your show. Um, I am a quantum light language energy healer. And what that means is I work within your energy field, your quantum field. And if we sort of conceptualize that, we're talking about your soul's blueprint. We're talking about your originality. And I work with my light language. And my light language is a connection to a bit technical here, my multidimensional galactic self. So we have had multiple lifetimes of reincarnation on Earth and off Earth on other planets. And I am just connecting into my um, my source, my source, my energy. Um, and it's not something that just I have my light language. Uh, we all have it. It's an ancient form of coding. And uh, I activate it for many of my clients as well. But it's super powerful. It comes in with um, knowledge. It comes in with frequency and coding. You'll hear it when I when I start channeling. And it comes in to remove energetic blockages that we hold within the holographic body. And we have those energy blockages because we have trauma within our lives. We create situations where we're learning and evolving our soul. And um, very much like Susan said, absolutely, when we hold on to low frequency energies, for instance, um, anger, fear, rejection, abandonment, all of those that lump into the low energy fields, the low timelines, um, they manifest as illness within the holographic body because they reduce our frequency. And through light language, I come in and I'm able to remove that through the energy field for my clients. Uh, they feel immediately a release. They feel lighter 
and also I do many different things within my light language um, and I talk about the reasons why they've incarnated now, what they've brought from past lifetimes, we go in and change those through the light language. So that's what I'm going to um, offer you today. I'm so grateful to share it. It's such a powerful healing modality um, and it's around frequency and um, soul healing. And so the whether someone is a divorcee or a stress lawyer, this will be equally appropriate. They don't need to be scared. Nothing scary is going to happen. So just give them a sense before no. I move you onto your onto the full screen to take over. Do they just sit quietly, listen, close their eyes? What's what? Just give them a little bit of a warning about what's coming. Okay. All I want everyone to do, I'm going to talk through once I start my healing, is I just want everyone to. Um, be heart-centered and to literally just release all of their resistance to something perhaps they haven't experienced before. So I'm third generation psychic. I'm also um, a medium. I am a Reiki master. Um, I'm a QHHT practitioner doing the work with Dolores Cannon. So you're in absolute safe hands. I work with clients all over the world. I'm really busy. So just because perhaps they're not aware of light language, it will resonate on a level. So all I'm asking everyone to do is just be open to receive. Brilliant, that sounds, I think we can all manage to do that for 10 minutes, so. Absolutely, <laughs> take that time just to chill out. <laughs> I'm gonna let you take it away. Thank you so much, thank you. So, if I can ask you all please to find yourself a comfortable position, whether you're sitting down or laying down. And it's so difficult for us to find some time for ourselves, so really take this moment in time just to settle down. Try and release anything that's been in the mind, all the things that have been happening to you today, last week, or anything you're holding on to. Let's simply clear the mind through release and let go. So make yourself comfortable. And I'm going to ask you to imagine some beautiful fibrous roots coming down through the soles of your feet and push them down into earth, into mother earth and either create a color or maybe a crystal and just wrap those roots around there, making sure you're stable and you are anchored down. And then imagine from the top of your head, from your crown, opening up and a corridor of white light just runs from the crown all the way up into a beautiful white ball of source energy. And then before we start, imagine please that there is a beautiful pyramid of shimmering white light, which is placed completely above as it is below and underneath you. So you are completely protected within the light. And now, allow all those thoughts just to drift from the mind, just allow them to be released. And I'd like you please, and I invite you, to start to focus on the breath, the in-breath and the out-breath. And you're breathing in light, and you exhale all those tensions and as you're exhaling down drop your shoulders let all that tension just come from the body so just breathe in 
release out and create a pattern of breathing that allows with each breath you to simply drop down and relax. And I ask you just to listen to my voice. Take the coding, the light language. You don't have to understand it. You just need to feel it. So we're going to set the intention of removing all low frequency energy held within the heart center, within the heart chakras. And if you are going through a divorce, or if you are perhaps at the end of a divorce, and if you are also co-parenting, you may have a whole myriad of emotions which are unseen, but are felt. So when we start this work, I'm asking you to look for any feelings of anger, any feelings of abandonment and rejection, any feelings of unworthiness, any feelings of fear or shame, anything that you feel has been a result of the trauma that you've gone through. And what I'd like you to do is just expand your heart space. And as you breathe in, you can imagine the heart space maybe as a balloon and you're just expanding that, opening it up so that I can come forward to release some of that energy for you. So simply breathe, expand and release. Shono corso toya manaskade niesa no soya anasoya. Inikite sa manaskutoishe manora ketara. Inesha no sokotoina ma anasai kete. Urso toshe manoskotoina anasa. Inishe manoskotoina anakoto. Inie manaskadai nikite skotorno. Inesha manaskotoia ta kite sonokosha manaso. And if you are holding on to the warrior, if you are holding on to that fight, just allow yourself to release and let go. You are safe. And now I'm going to come forward and we're looking for that energy, that heaviness. Breathe in and release. Let everything come up from that heart center. And you might find that there's a slight blockage around the throat. We're going to just come in and shift that for you too. So what we want to do is just bring that energy up. And just breathe and release it out, breathe it out. Goto ye manasaye, iniseka, usha, oto, oka, panasa, inese, meniska, dor, nokoyeta, ineshapa, 
Boskoto Inahata. And as we're releasing out, you might find that there's a lump in the throat center, in the heart, and also in the throat. And this comes when we hold on our voice. When we feel that we don't have a voice, we are not heard. So take your awareness, please, up into the throat. And breathe it out. Breathe everything out. Let it go. Ursoi om on on an ish ar ictor soi om ara shona soya kite sora 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 nisi nahata usieta. Use the breath to bring the energy up, releasing it out. Ineskadai, neskadai, neskado no kotoya, inishamanaskadaya. As I hold this space for you, breathe and release dosa no koshka na karasadaya na kiskitora kotoya makatadiye inisha na sukotoya na nasaye ursoyama osoyama onasoya usoya setapa nasaye nasa and just feel everything just releasing flowing out of the energy field all those feelings let them go there is no place do not allow the past to hold you back from your light. You have got this. You have such an inner strength. Just release. And just allow those energies just to fall away. Breathe, expand, open yourself to forgiveness. <laughs> And I'm just going to create a ball of white light coding. This does dost osh is is dorsoi om on on an in ik dorsoi or otapanskiya. And I want you to breathe in and bring this into the heart space now. Shusuyemisa. Breathe in and bring in this beautiful white energy coding six five four one six six one five nine 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 six one. Coding, coding. Remembrance, this is your strength. Bring it in, absorb, integrate, bring all that beautiful light in. And then just also, because we know that there's blockages in the throat, bring that light up into the throat center. Also. And just feel the energies, allow that peace, that calm to come through the field. As I place over you a beautiful ball of white light of protection. Orsoya manaskadei nikite, usiya monosko, 
inesha makatai nikisa bosko yana anasal orso yana niseta and just simply allow that frequency to come into the holographic body and when you're ready bring your awareness back into the here and now feel yourself on the chair feel your feet on the ground and when you are ready to open your eyes to come back do so knowing that you hold all the keys you hold all the control of your life and you may shape it in any way that you feel is right. And with love, grace and blessings, I disconnect my energy from your field and I push all of your energies back. Your energies are sacred. They really are sacred. And I thank you for allowing me to assist and I send my love to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That was amazing. I can honestly say that I don't think there's any show like this anywhere. <laughs> Brings together legal, financial and real core healing. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, so we come to the end of another show and in the war of divorce and on the battlefield of family separation, always make peace your weapon of choice. <laughs>